0: 97.1 FM, The Drive, presents the Behind the Song podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. Every iconic rock and roll band has that first song that pushed through and touched the mainstream, paving the way for everything that came afterward. For Queen, that song was the one that sounded a little bit different from their previous work with a little more experimentation in the studio, and it set the stage for the band to follow later with their epic Bohemian Rhapsody. Unlike that song, their first major charting success was only three minutes in length, and it's a fun little romp about a high-class prostitute with references to Marie Antoinette, geishas, and the high-powered men who could afford her time. Killer Queen from the band's third album, Sheer Heart Attack, released in November of 1974, was their first hit in the US. And it is a testament to the overabundance of Queen's talent when a funny, poppy, almost cabaret song with killer guitar riffs about a high-priced call girl can fly up the charts around the world. If you like this episode, give it a like at the end and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Killer Queen was written by the late, great Freddie Mercury. Mercury wrote the lyrics for Killer Queen first and then the music, a reversal in writing style for him. And this may be because of what happened just before going into the studio to record the Sheer Heart Attack album. The band had been touring the U.S. in support of Mata Hoople after their Queen 2 album was released, but had to pull out of the tour and return to London about a month into it after guitarist Brian May contracted hepatitis and became extremely sick. This was around May of 1974, and the remaining members of Queen went directly to the studio upon return and started to work, with May only joining toward the end of the sessions after he had recuperated. This was a hard time for Queen, who were actually living in poverty due to their terrible deal with Trident Studios, who had signed them to an awful management deal in which they saw nearly no money. They were incredibly unhappy with how their two previous albums had sold. They were broke and living in dumpy apartments around London, and their guitarist was now extremely ill. Somehow, even under these circumstances, the songs kept coming to Freddie Mercury, who knew the band had to make an impact and soon, or else they could be dropped out of their deal with EMI Records. The other members of Queen, drummer Roger Taylor and bassist John Deacon, toiled in May's absence in the studio with Mercury, also driven to make the best possible album they could and win the day, as it were. So this may account for why the songs on Sheer Heart Attack have a kind of underlying urgency to them. And there's also a theatrical sound to this album that hadn't been there on Queen's previous material at least not to this degree. It was the thing that made the impact Mercury was looking for. Brian May has said that when he finally joined the recording sessions, the rest of the band had left space for his guitar parts, and that he was particularly proud of the multi-tracked guitar work on Killer Queen. The four-part harmonies were, of course, also added after May returned, all of which came after the bulk of the material was initially recorded. Above all, even though Mercury was the primary songwriter, the original band Queen was a four-piece concern, with each member playing a vital role in making this music that was and remains completely unique. There was a lot of camaraderie and a genuine appreciation for each other's talents, too, which made all the difference when they were down a man during the initial recording sessions for Sheer Heart Attack. So, back to the lyrics. Freddie Mercury, with his outsized imagination and tremendous gift for fitting words to music, managed to wrangle a song about an expensive call girl with the idea, in his words, that high-class people can be whores too, which is both hilarious and true, and sounds amazing in Killer Queen. The song starts with Mercury's finger snaps and then his piano playing coupled with his lyrics, which go like this. She keeps Moet and Chandon in her pretty cabinet. Let them eat cake, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. A built-in remedy for Khrushchev and Kennedy. At any time, an invitation you can't decline. Expensive champagne. Expensive furniture and an attitude borrowed from Queen Marie Antoinette, who is forever linked to the saying, let them eat cake, when told that the French populace were starving. An entitled, awful thing to say, even though it was likely a philosopher who actually said it in reference to her general attitude toward her people. And it was this attitude which did get her beheaded during the French Revolution a woman of expensive tastes. One of the main charges against her was the depletion of the national treasury. And she, of course, was guillotined in public, something the revolutionaries in France saw as completely necessary in order to move forward as a country. The references to Khrushchev and Kennedy in Mercury's lines do a good job of outlining the type of clientele this killer queen could attract. Soviet Communist Party Secretary Nikita Khrushchev and President John F. Kennedy were among the world's most powerful leaders in history, famously butting heads with one another in a series of events that led to the Cuban Missile Crisis. And of course, Kennedy was rumored to have had extramarital affairs, including with Marilyn Monroe, the kind of beauty we imagine the killer queen in Mercury's song to possess. And the song goes on. With the pre chorus outlining how well his queen was composed. Caviar and cigarettes, well versed in etiquette, extraordinarily nice. And then the chorus She's a killer queen. Gunpowder, gelatine, dynamite with a laser beam, guaranteed to blow your mind. Anytime. So Mercury is saying that she's as dangerous as a gun and the gunpowder in it, dynamite, ready to go at any time, for the right price, of course. Ballistic gelatine is a gel used to simulate muscle tissue in researching how bullets penetrate flesh, which is indeed mind-blowing to think about in the context of this song. And it goes on. Recommended at the price. Insatiable and appetite. Want to try. To avoid complications, she never kept the same address. In conversation, she spoke just like a baroness. Met a man from China. Went down to Geisha Mina. Then again, incidentally, if you're that way inclined. Now, these lyrics are so very interesting. Here, the killer queen is discreet. Never keeping the same address and speaks in a way that marks her as a member of high society. The interesting part comes after she met a man from China and goes down to Geisha Mina, which is such a clever play on words on Mercury's part. There is no such place as Geisha Mina, of course. A geisha is a Japanese courtesan, a high society call girl, which the killer queen is as well. Geisha Mina, in Mercury's play on words is a reference to Asia Minor, which is what Turkey used to be known as in the Middle East. Mercury was born in Zanzibar, now called Tanzania, on the southeast coast of Africa. Geisha Mina is a funny little lyrical nod to the general corner of the world where he was originally from before emigrating to England with his family at a young age. And it sounds great in the song, and it goes on. Perfume came naturally from Paris, for cars she couldn't care less, fastidious and precise. And the Killer Queen chorus repeats, and then on to the next verse. Drop of a hat she's as willing as, playful as a pussycat, then momentarily out of action, temporarily out of gas, to absolutely drive you wild. She's all out to get you. The killer queen taunts her clientele, hooks them in like a cat hunting a mouse, both giving and taking away. A real pro at her game, so to speak. And the chorus repeats and the song fades after these lines, reminding you that she's available for a set cost with absolutely no room for negotiation. Recommended at the price. Insatiable in Appetite. Want to try? Killer Queen is rock theater at its very finest. A song about dancing with the devil herself, and it went all the way to number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart when it was released in October of 1974, a month before sheer heart attack hit stores in the States. The album also went to number 12 here in the States, and when the band toured behind it, this time they headlined Around the World. Killer Queen was the pivot point for the band, who went on to make what many consider their masterpiece with their next album, A Night at the Opera, an album that includes the aforementioned Bohemian Rhapsody. Queen are one of the cornerstones of classic rock music, truly a band that have inspired countless musicians after them, including their current lead singer, Adam Lambert. The original Queen and the songs that they created together Will forever go down as downright crucial to rock and roll. Grandiose, fantastic, and deadly talented. And I'll leave you with one of my favorite Freddie Mercury quotes, which kind of says it all about how he felt about what he and his bandmates in Queen were doing at that time, with a sort of stiff upper lip and get on with it attitude often attributed to the British. After the release of Sheer Heart Attack, when the critics who had previously called them supermarket hype were finally silenced by what they heard in Killer Queen, Mercury said, If you see us up on stage, that's what we're all about. We're basically just a rock band. Thank you, Freddie Mercury, and long live Queen. I'm Janda, and this has been Behind the Song. Special thanks to Christian Lane for the music you hear on these podcast episodes. If you like it, give it a thumbs up, leave a five-star review and hit subscribe. You can also watch videos on the Behind the Song Podcast TikTok channel. On the way, much more classic rock and roll.